The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is brought to you by the host of the program who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments on this last Saturday in May 2020. Thanks for joining us. Our goal on today's program is the same as it is each and every Saturday morning, and that is to help to make you a better long-term investor. Now, helping me along today in that quest our producer extraordinaire, not only does he produce this program, but all of the other great programs you hear on The Talker each and every Saturday and Sunday morning, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Good morning, D.C. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm wonderful today. How are you? Hard that? to believe it's the last weekend in May. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of, I was just saying before the before the show, I guess we had like the, that was the earliest Memorial Day you could have. And I feel like we're so, we're already a week past Memorial Day, but we're still in May. Right. Still, <laughs> still in May, part of the spring that never was and hopefully the summer that will be yes. looking forward to that yeah what's the weekend forecast looking like locally is it uh, decent days ahead of us it's, it's um today's okay it's uh it's gonna cool off a little bit that's though. all right it's, uh, it's not going to be as warm as it's been so like 70s today and 60s tomorrow well it's still so, spring that's good that's, spring that's weather fun. Uh, we hope everyone can enjoy their weekend with their family, with their friends, and uh, no matter where you're listening from. And I want to give a special shout out, DC, to all of those that listen on a replay on our podcast platform. Um, that's right. This program and all of our previous programs can be heard once again at any time on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, all the podcast programs. Good. And I got a notification this week, DC. Uh-huh that we have now had over 1,000 downloads oh, on nice. our podcast in just a few short months. I think that's great. It's very, nice. heart, very heartwarming. Good. And, and, of course, besides our podcast program, you can always take this program with you anywhere in the world, and that is on the absolutely free Radio Bold app, where you can take us and hear us anywhere on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. And won't you switch over to our sister station, Weeknights the River, also available on that very same app where you can hear one Mr. D.C. Taylor spin out some great classic rock, his very own wit and wisdom thrown in weeknights on the river, 4 till 8 p.m. Sitting in the studio spinning some records. <laughs> I will tell you one thing, you've gotten me through many a quarantine nights. Oh, good. I, yes. I really enjoy that program of yours. Excellent. Thank you. 
Well, DC, we have so much to fit into today's program. I don't know if we'll be able to get it all in, but we're sure going to try. And don't worry about that because your financial future is scheduled to reappear next Saturday at 9 a.m. for those investment strategies that we might not get to today. And a quick reminder to all of our listeners, if there's ever anything that you hear on the program or anything that we can be of help with financially, any of your planning needs, um, setting out your particular financial goals, you can always reach out to us at NJC Investments. You can get us at 570-586-5030, and we will be happy to help you in any way that we can. Of course, absolutely free of charge or obligation. We love hearing from our listeners. Don't be shy. DC, we hear from so many each week, and uh, we're glad glad to help in That's any way great. we can. Yeah, like people reaching out, you know, and they got questions and things. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're there for, we are open in JC Investments. We are open in beautiful Clark's Green PA. Of course, we're forwarded right now, DC, mm-hmm. but uh, you call our office, you will get NJC representatives right away on the Good. phone. So we are open at NJC Investments. Well, DC, you know my opinion. I'm getting everything else open right. in this great country of ours. The sooner the better, the more fully the better mm-hmm. for the economy and eventually for our markets. Now, that doesn't mean we don't take care of the most vulnerable in our population. We certainly need to take every precaution for them. But for the rest of us, my opinion It's time to get back to work and get this economy back up and running. Now, TC, I say that because if we don't, there can be irreparable harm to the economy, to jobs lost. It's time to do everything we can prudently, prudently to get back up and running. Your thoughts? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, we have to be careful. We're, it's not, you know, it's not going to be immediately party time. That's right. Uh, you know, got to slowly get things going and make sure, make sure we're doing it right and make sure the, 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 the bad numbers don't go back up and, you know, things like that. That's right. It's, it's all new to us yeah. and we will learn. We're yeah. Americans. Yeah. But there are still so many nattering nabobs of negativity out there that would have us closed down forever. Right. You know, and I don't buy it. I don't think you should buy it either. Let's just look at some of the conflicting information that we've gotten. And let's look at the lead expert on this. And I don't mean to pick on Dr. Fauci, mm-hmm. but he is, he's probably, he's the most uh, recognizable uh-huh. face of the epidemic medical response team, yep. right? Yep. So remember, first, Dr. Fauci told us the coronavirus would have zero major, Im- no major impact, mm-hmm. no major impact here in the United States. Then... He told us 2 million people in the United States were going to die. Now, this is our lead expert. Very wrong on both ends of that, right? Yeah. Not even close. No. Okay. Next, we were told you don't need to wear a mask. It's more dangerous if you wear a mask because of the touching of your face and fixing your mask and everything. Right. Then we were told you need to wear a mask. And, and, and now we're told again, I, I think we heard that you don't, that, that it could be more, more problems. Right. The only people that really need to wear them are those who are dealing with or treating uh, of those who have the coronavirus. Yes. Uh, well, I see people driving around it by themselves in cars wearing masks. Yeah. Well, you're not going to catch it from the car. Right. What good is that doing us except keeping everybody in fear? 
you know, just last week, uh, within the three-day span, back to Dr. Fauci, mm-hmm. he said, you know, if we open up the country, it looks like we're going too quickly here. This could have major negative consequences. Three days later, three days later, he said the country should be opening up more quickly because it, it might be worse than the virus. Mm-hmm. The consequences might be worse than the virus if we don't get it opened back up. Right. D.C. Taylor. Yes. I ask you earnestly uh-huh. once again. Yeah. How many experts are there truly out there? We have been finding out, especially over the last three, four months, that there are zero experts. There are not. No, I, I appreciate what they're trying to yeah, do. Of I course. think they're being honest, and, and yeah. but a lot of it is guesswork, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I think common sense would carry us a lot further than some of the expert advice that we've gotten. Yeah. I, you know, I, if we don't get back open soon, there will be no jobs to get back to. This is America. This is time to rise above. I want to thank everyone again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. And thanks for allowing me to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, DC, in just a few moments, we are going to pick up where we left off last week. As you remember, we kind of ran short of time at the end of the program. I had some Dow stocks that had very, very good balance sheets, and at least one author thinks they are buy rated right now. We're going to get back there. We also have some more stock ideas and strategies coming throughout the program. So if you're listening at home, make sure you have your pen and pad handy. Of course, we'll catch you up on where we stand year to date in our markets and give you as much investment information to get your first investment week of june 2000 it's hard to say it's june already dc next week june 2020 we'll get you started there but i want to start by going back to a program that we recorded back on april 4th of this year i was cleaning out my papers this week dc as you know it's quarantine time there's not much to do let's clean up everything I came across an article that we reviewed here on the program from moneyandmarkets.com and the title caught my attention because the title of this article was Three Stocks to Buy After the COVID-19 Crash. And looking back at that time period, it was directly after the crash of the market. Mm-hmm. You'll remember the S&P 500 peaked or a record high back on February 19th 2020 that was the record on the S&P then in the next 23 trading days we lost 33.8% total return that's the worst 23 day trading period in the last 30 years those numbers according to BTN research the bottom of the market was March 23rd so the bottom of the market on March 23rd this article written on March 31st, and we covered that on our April 4th program. Okay. We covered the three stocks to buy after the COVID-19 crash, according to Matthew Clark, moneyandmarkets.com. You can go back and check out this article if you like. And the three stocks Clark listed that he liked at that time were Alibaba, NVIDIA, and Salesforce.com. Now, for full disclosure, we do own all three of those companies for certain of our clients at NJC Investments in the aggressive portion of their portfolios. Alibaba, as you know, DC, the Chinese Amazon, Mm -hmm. it is the largest company in China, symbol BABA, 
It's currently trading around $200. Back then, it was trading at $186. So since our April 4th program, a gain of 8% oh, in Alibaba okay. stock. Okay. Let's take a look at NVIDIA. Back then, NVIDIA, symbol NVDA, the chip maker, semiconductors, trading at $241. Now trading at $342. Now, mind you, the markets are still, the S&P is still negative for the year. Right. NVIDIA then, $241, now over $342. DC Taylor, a gain of over 42% <laughs> since April 4th. <laughs> and the third of the three was the winner. Yeah. Salesforce.com symbol, CRM. CRM back then trading at $133. Coming into uh, Friday, Salesforce.com DC, yeah. trading at $195, a gain of 47% in that time period. DC, we try to focus on articles here that we believe in, authors that uh, come across our desk that uh, we believe in, and sometimes, sometimes it does pay to tune into the Your Financial <laughs> Future program here on The Talker on weekends, look at those gains. Yeah. In that short time period, author Matthew Clark is to be congratulated on his article, Three Stocks to Buy After the COVID-19 Crash. At least in this case, he was very, very right. Oh, yeah. Right? Of course, past performance, you want to do that? That's no guarantee of future results. Absolutely not. And uh, when we cover articles like this, we are not recommending these stocks to you. We do not know your particular circumstances. But as always, you can reach out to us at any time at NJC Investments if you would like the detailed information to get started on your own research on any of these ideas that you may think might be suitable for your own portfolio. DC, I think Matthew Clark was helped out pretty much by the good timing. Mm -hmm. right? It's hard to time the market. He had it right, though, because not only did we have the sharpest decline in our markets in the past 30 years with that 33.8% decline, but from February, that was February 19th through March 23rd. But after that, if we look after March 23rd on the other side, and, and the naysayers, they don't want you to know this. If you don't listen here, you wouldn't know this, I don't think. Right. But since bottoming on March 23rd, the S&P 500 gained 32.6% total return over the next 43 days. And that's the second best 43-day trading period we've ever seen. Okay. Only second to the coming out of the financial crisis in 2009. So that that is also included, that included, of course, the month of April was the best month in our markets in the S&P 500 in over 30 years. It doesn't feel like that. You're not hearing that anywhere. No. But it happened. So yes, it was very bad. Yes, it got pretty good pretty quickly. And we are slowly, slowly climbing out of the hole that we, we've dug for ourselves this year. <laughs> Let's hope that continues. Well, DC, I wanted to try to fit in where we left off last week with the seven stocks with great balance sheets that one author thinks is a buy rating, but I think we're, we're kind of close to a break here. Yeah, so take let's, a break let's take a break. Every, get those pins and pads handy if you're at home. And if you're, you're listening on the road, don't forget, you can always go back and hear replays on our podcast platform or at our website, njcinvestments.com. 
Before we go to this break, DC, let's thank our friends at Seidel's Restaurant. They're working hard right through this whole period, 4 till 7 p.m. They are open for takeouts, and they're looking forward to the day they can open the doors again, DC, hopefully very soon, right? I can imagine, yeah, definitely. But in the meantime, make sure you give Seidel's Restaurant a call. Their full dinner menu is available, and you can check on Facebook for their daily specials, and they'll take it right out to your door if you like. Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You're listening to Your Financial Future with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Stay with us. There's so much more to come on the program. We're back after this brief message. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped out by Mr. D.C. Tiller of Bold Gold Radio fame. Thanks for staying with us, D.C. I have some statistics for you this morning. Yeah. If, if We were talking earlier about the numbers and how the market had such a big tail off from uh, February uh, 19th, mm-hmm. from February 18th, the top of the market. So from February 19th through the end of last week, the S&P 500 is down 12.2% in that time period. Okay. But if you just shift the dates around a little bit, from March 8th through last Friday, the S&P is actually up 12.7%. Okay. And if you take it all the way back to uh, November 8th of 2016, it, it, this, uh, this comes to us from Bloomberg, and it's a chart going back to how stocks have performed since the election of President Trump. Yeah. If you go all the way back there... 48% gains yeah. on the S&P 500. Okay. But if right. you take a look at the NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ uh-huh. in that time period, yeah. up over 103%. <laughs> wow. So don't get spoiled. Yes, we're going through a rough patch. Right. But uh, if you look at if you put it, put it all into a big perspective, mm-hmm. not, not too bad over the last few years. And D.C. Taylor, I think you've done your mad dash down the hall, and it's that time. What is the coffee this morning? I got an early delivery of Jumpin' June Java. Jumping June Java, (laughs) jumping by just a few days. June 1st is Monday, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jumping June, the world world drink it a little bit early, right? We look forward to June, and uh, we'll look forward to some jumping with some extra caffeine. So there you go. Well, we (laughs) urge everyone, hey, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started. Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. 
Well, TC, we were just about ready to get to the uh, end of last program where we talked about those stocks mm-hmm. with a very strong balance sheet that uh, one one author believes is a buy. The, these stocks are a buy right here. That's Bill Ashworth. He's writing for Investor Place. But before I get to that article, I had a lot of calls in the office this past week. And, of course, the office is forwarded to our cell phones mm-hmm. for the time being. Looking forward to the day when we do reopen those office doors. But we talked to a lot of people who were asking about the hypothetical we did on last Saturday's program and we did a hypothetical, you'll remember, of uh, 50% into, it was an income stream hypothetical, 50% into a diversified bond portfolio, which was the PIMCO Income Fund, P-O-N-C-X, 25% into an equity income fund, which was the Allianz Growth and Income Fund, A-Z-N-C-X, and 25% into a high-yield closed-end fund from PIMCO, the PIMCO Corporate Income and Opportunity Fund, the symbol there is PTY. And by putting those three together, we had a over uh, just about a, an 8% return and a nice strong income stream. But I got a lot of questions in, what was the worst case scenario? Because that 8% is a very good number for a diversified portfolio and an income stream. And if you recall, we started with 275000 and after 10 years, we had taken out a lot of income. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was, it was well over 200000 in income, and we still had our 275000 original principal pretty much intact. Mm-hmm. Well, I went back on that uh, since we had so many questions, and I said, what's the worst case scenario? What's, what's my risk levels there? And actually, it's this year, unless you take it back an extra two years. To 2008, we went from 2010 to 2020. The worst performing time period then is right now. It is down 11% year to date. So you see, anything you do in the world of investments, there is going to be some risk. You just need to manage that risk and let it that it's suitable for your risk tolerance. But I took it back this past week. I said, what happened in 2008, the financial crisis? So I took it back an extra an extra two years, you still come out, actually your average annual return goes up, even though 2008 was the worst time period. In 2008, this particular portfolio, on the hypothetical we did, down 13.4% for the year. Okay. But if you were just patient enough to wait for 2009, the recovery was up over 30%. So the numbers work out pretty much the same. Again, past performance, never a guarantee of future results. But the worst time period, 2008 and 2020, very, very similar in this. Could there perhaps be a recovery over the next six months to 12 months? We'll see how that plays out. But if you want a copy of that portfolio, or if you would like us to run a hypothetical using your numbers, projecting out your retirement or your income stream, you can always give us a call at NJC Investments. 570-586-5030. We will run a hypothetical for you absolutely free of charge or obligation. Well, DC, let's get back now to the article, seven Dow Jones stocks to buy with fortress-like balance sheets, according to Will Ashworth, writing for Investor Place back on May 21st. It's on the free side of InvestorPlace.com. Mm-hmm. So you can check this out on your own. 
And I, I think this is very timely because mid last week, we saw kind of a shift where the NASDAQ stocks kind of took a breather. They've been leading the market. The NASDAQ is positive for the year, and they've been performing very well. But midweek last week, they seemed to roll over a bit, and we saw some interest come into the Dow-type names and the value-type stocks. Let's hope that continues, as because I think what we need is our market to broaden out. We've been led by fewer and fewer names over 400 of the S&P 500 still negative for the year. So I, I gave you the names last week. I'll give them to you quickly again today. And I'll also get into the uh, quickly the reasons why Ashworth likes these companies. And again, for full disclosure, we do own all of these companies for certain of our investors, not all, at NJC Investments. We cannot recommend them to you, not knowing your particular circumstances. But uh, this is where your research should begin if you have an interest in finding out if these are suitable investments for your style of investing. And if we can help in any way, just reach out to us at NJC Investments. Here are the names. Visa. And Visa is the world's largest payment processor. And uh, in April, reported very healthy sales growth of 7%. Uh, I guess, DC, everybody using that Visa card these days, mostly online, I guess. Right. Visa is currently trading approximately $194. Next, we have Nike, symbol NKE. Nike trading at about $97. DC, out of all of the 30 stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, Nike, the seventh best performer over the last five years, mm -hmm. cumulative returns of 80%. And uh, Nike, they seem to do well with their sneakers in good times or bad people yeah. always buying sneakers. Yeah. Next up, we have Johnson & Johnson. Even with the problems they've had with the talcum powder, they still have all those great brands of Vino, Band-Aid, Listerine, Tylenol, and, and that part of their business, that's only 18%, the household goods. They have all the medical and everything else, DC, and very strong balance sheet, J&J, &J, symbol J&J, trading at about $146. Microsoft is up next on this list of seven Dow Jones stocks to buy with Fortress-like balance sheets. If you're looking for quality companies, Bill Ashworth of Investor Place thinks you should do some research here. We have Microsoft MSFT doing very well as people continue to work from home. We'll have to see how that goes as well. A lot of people right. won't go back. A lot of people will end up working from home. Yeah. And uh, Microsoft sales jumping on that because of the cloud is expanding. Where is that cloud, DC Taylor? Yeah, the cloud is all around us. No <laughs> doubt about it. If your uh, your device or your computer has access to the internet, you can get your files everywhere. So your your files are just everywhere. They surround you. The cloud is everywhere. Microsoft MSFT trading at about one hundred and eighty-three dollars. We have Apple up next, AAPL, DC Taylor's favorite little fruit company. 
and I'm a fan <laughs> of the iPhone, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, you are an Apple guy. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, one, two, three, four, I think five iPhones in the last um, 11 years. Do you have any of the other equipment on the side that you have to get hooked into? You do the i. Well, uh, I got the Apple TV, oh, the Apple TV device. That I think I got it free with a re- subscription to one of the TV services. They're like, here, yeah. try this out. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So, yeah, I got the, got the Apple TV. I had a Macintosh computer when I went to Drexel, you know, yeah. 30 years ago. That's so. right. They were the first to do that. Drexel uh-huh. University, when we went there, when I was there, it was the first year they required all incoming students to get an Apple Macintosh. Mm-hmm. And boy, that was a long time ago. They were clunky back then, but they were still really, really cool, cooler than anything else there was. Oh, yeah. 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 So Apple expected to grow revenues uh, even in 2020. Their revenues are going to be higher, they think, than 2019. Why? Because of the service sector. Okay. It's not just iPhones anymore, but that's where they made their money. But now it's all services, the recurring revenues. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have McDonald's. MCD is the symbol. They're trading at about $186. McDonald's, the fifth best performing over the last five years in the Dow, 87% returns in McDonald's MCD over the last five years. And DC Taylor, if you are wondering, the best is uh, actually Microsoft in the Dow, up 292% over the last five years cumulatively. That is the best Dow performer over that time period. McDonald's uh, reported sales on April 30th and sales $60 million higher than consensus estimates. I can see we're all eating healthier during the <laughs> coronavirus, DC Taylor. <laughs> You're finding an excuse to, ah, we don't have to eat healthy. We're all stuck in the house. I, you know, I have, I think, I don't think I've been to a fast food restaurant during this whole shutdown. Oh, wow. We're okay. cooking at home. All right. I've got a freezer full of stuff, so I might as well use it up. Okay. Right? All right. <laughs> and then it's healthier. Sure. Cook okay. All right. But I guess I'm, I'm. Not in the majority. Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, let's end up with the last on the list. This is Coca-Cola symbol KO trading at about $46. Ashworth says if you're interested in a fortress-like balance sheet to get you through this pandemic relatively intact, Coke it is. And Coke has been uh, making acquisitions such as a... uh, Costa Coffee Company and expanding into health drinks and everything else. Uh So he says this uh, robust expense controls with this smart smart growth that they've been going through. Coca-Cola stock uh, should reward shareholders like Warren Buffett, which I I believe he's the largest shareholder, for years to come. Again, if you have an interest in these companies, I urge you to go back and read this entire article. It goes into much more depth about the strength of the balance sheet of each company. We can't do all that on the on the radio this morning, DC. Right. But we're merely skimming the surface here, and it's again from May twenty first. Bill Ashworth writing for InvestorPlace.com, and uh, let me go through the names one more time quickly. It's Visa, Nike, Johnson and Johnson. Microsoft, Apple, McDonald's, and Coca-Cola. I think everybody would have heard of all those (laughs) names, DC. Very familiar. Some of the biggest and best American companies all expected to do well, according to Bill Ashworth. Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. And thanks for helping to make us the number one financial hour in all of northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. 
D.C. Taylor, we've come to my favorite part of the program where we like to catch you up where we are in our markets year to date as we're just about to start June 2020. But before we do that, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments you can ever make. And that's investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. This will cover all three of those, DC Taylor. I've got nice. two events coming up uh-huh. and a theater. So that should tell you it's no time in the near future. Right. We don't know when these theaters are going to reopen. So these theaters are planning out their fall and winter season. And hopefully everything will be mostly back to order by, by that time period. Oh. But it's the theater at North. You know that I attended North Scranton Junior High School. It's now a um, an apartment complex, but they have fully restored the theater there. It is absolutely beautiful. The sound quality is terrific. And they have two upcoming programs, one in October, one in December. It's time to plan out that far in advance. You know, I was supposed to attend Billy Joel this coming week in New York City. That's been postponed until December 20th. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's that's how things are going. So plan now for the fall, for the winter. The Rat Pack. The Rat Pack coming back to the North Scranton Theater, the Theater at North, on Sunday, October 11th. If you haven't seen a show like this, I've seen two different versions of this, one better than the other. You have the Dean Martin, the Sammy Davis Jr., you have um, Frank Sinatra, all the great music, and uh, Joey Bishop with all the jokes. It's just a terrific, terrific show. I urge you to check this out, the Theater at North, the Rat Pack, together again, Sunday, October 11th, plenty of time to plan, and also on Saturday, December 5th, the same great Theater at North, sponsored the Yellow Brick Road, a tribute to Elton John. So that again, Sunday, December 7th, the Rat Pack on October 11th. Get back and get out to these theaters. They're going to need our help, D.C., because sure. they've had to cancel a lot of programs. Oh, yeah. We yeah. want these theaters to remain open and to serve the community, so make sure you are out there and uh, spending some dollars yep. at this great venue. Oh, yeah. How about you, D.C. Taylor? What do you have for us today? Well, speaking of serving the community, Valley Fire Company in Drums does just that, and... Uh, for our listeners who are, you know, kind of in the southern area coverage of our uh, 94.3 FM, The Talker, uh, Valley Fire Company, West Butler Drive and Drums is having a food truck jamboree next Saturday, June 6th, 11 a.m. till 6 p.m. And uh, a wide, a wide assortment of things, uh, wings and Caribbean food, hot dogs. And is it is it gyros or gyros? It's gyro. <laughs> okay. And uh, pierogies, donuts, Italian ice, and so much more takeout only, of course. And that is the uh, Valley Fire Company, West Butler Drive in Drums next Saturday. So uh, that sounds, su- help support them. That sounds great. Next Saturday. Yeah. All right. And there's just, there's just something about the, uh, the popularity of food trucks over the last few years. I mean, there's just so many great varieties of things you can get and so i uh, i imagine will be quite the culinary or culinary uh, adventure it sounds <laughs> like it that's a great idea Good. well thank you dc taylor all right it's time to get back to where we stand in our markets here today but i think we're a little bit short on time want to take yeah. a break yeah take a break so let's take a break here we'll come back catch you up on where we stand in our markets we have some stocks in the news and some financial data from last week as well and we have some more investment strategies coming so stay tuned for that you're listening 
into the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Let's thank our friends at Montrose Motors for sponsoring this portion of our program. Hey, pretty soon, DC, you'll be able to take that great country drive. The weather's changing. I'm, conditions are changing. You'll be able to take that drive. You'll take a look at a new car, maybe even a used car. They have both. Huh? And the coffee is always on. So nice. visit our friends at Montrose Motors. Your financial future will be back on the other side. Here's a nice thought from your friends at Montrose Motors, your Ford dealer in Montrose. Why not take a short country drive and reconnect with a great team? This Ford dealership has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles in stock with plenty to choose from. The coffee is on and special customer service awaits you at Montrose Motors Ford. Stop in today and get reacquainted with Andy Bennett, Neil Convoy, and Margaret Wilkins. Montrose Motors Ford. Call 570-278-1188. Online, MontroseMotors.com. The Fidelity Investments Retirement Mindset Study done in 2019 revealed that 82% of the general population do not have a financial plan in place. I'm Claire Cool with NJC Investments. We develop personalized financial plans for our clients focusing on long-term investing. Now is a great time to get a retirement plan in place because we call this time of year IRA season. You can get your contributions in for 2020 and 2019. How about getting started with a dollar cost averaging plan? This is when you invest money automatically each month. If you are interested in getting more details about starting an IRA or Roth IRA, give our office a call at 570-586-5030. Don't leave your golden years up to chance. Give us a call. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Ball and Company LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. Thanks for staying with us on this mostly sunny morning, D.C. Taylor's. Nice weekend. It looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. Yeah. Going to be a little, little cooler tomorrow, but still, okay. still be nice. It's still nice, and uh, we appreciate everyone. We hope you can enjoy this beautiful weekend with your family and your friends. And, D.C., it is time now to get back to our capital markets and where we stand year to date last weekend of may 2020 heading into june on monday the dow jones industrial average now down 11 percent year to date you're starting to see these numbers just get just slightly better right yeah that number that that number you give every week is creeping back up a little bit you know once we get towards zero then we can and positive territory from there we're hoping for that very soon but if you look year over year mm -hmm. year over year from um may 3rd to may 29th to uh to uh to this weekend yeah. we have a gain on the dow of 0.2 percent i know that's not much right. but year over year we are positive and if you look at the s p the s p now down six percent year to date but year over year on the s p mm -hmm. up eight percent dc taylor okay and right. the nasdaq up four percent year to date gaining a little bit of steam up four percent in that tech heavy nasdaq 
for the year 2020, but year over year, mm -hmm. up 23%. Okay. Let's hope these trends continue. Let's take a look at the price of a barrel of oil. Do you know that in the month of May, the price of a barrel of oil went from 13.78 on the low side mm -hmm. up to over 30 three dollars okay that just happens to be the best month ever wow All right. in the price growth for oil and that means the economy is opening up it is starting slowly slowly to strengthen that is a good sign oil at 33 dollars a barrel still has a long way to go but i think this is a good trend we also have the 10-year treasury at 0.66 percent and what does that mean the good news in that number even though that's at a historic low the good news there mortgage rates the 15-year and the 30-year mortgage rates hit all-time record lows this past week 15-year mortgage at 2.62 percent on average mm -hmm. and the 30-year mortgage 3.15 that is the best number ever if you're in that market to buy a house or to refinance you may want to do that soon that's just our opinion who knows where these rates will go but boy this is a historic all-time historic low there i talked to a mortgage broker last week dc a friend of mine he said he is working seven days a week now just doing refinancing oh. deals. You know how, how the paperwork, it, yeah. when I, I think when I got a mortgage, it was one or two pages. Now it's like 40 <laughs> or 50 pages and they want to know everything about you and then some, but this is uh, looking like a good time and it looks like a lot of people taking advantage of these historically low mortgage rates. I want to go to a few stocks in the news. We had, um, Let's talk, let's talk about some of the fast food stocks we talked about, DC. Mm -hmm. We had some in the news last week reporting sales numbers, and I think this is interesting, from Papa John's. Papa John's sales up 33.5% in May. We talked about how healthy everybody's eating. You got all right. your food groups there, right? You got your <laughs> dough, your sauce, your cheese. Right. Um, and uh, up 33.5% in May. That is the second straight record month in a row. We had domino sales up 14% over the last two months. So the first two uh, months of the quarter, 14% sales rise for Domino's and Popeye's. Mm -hmm. You know, that chicken sandwich. Have uh, you tried that? The chicken sandwich? No, I haven't. I have. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not as good as, I mean, this kind of number, but I, I don't, but it's good. Uh -huh. Popeye's same store sales in May. Yeah. Up 40%. 40%. Take a look at those stocks. Um, it, Papa John's is PZZA trading at about $77. 84 was the 52-week high on PZZA. Great symbol. Yeah, yeah, like 28 was the low Papa John stock up 20% year to date. We then have Domino's. The symbol is DPZ and they're trading at about $367, 52 week high on Domino's, $387 and the 52 week low 220 Domino's stock up 24% year to date and uh again you compare that to the s p 500 the s p 500 down six percent year to date domino's up 24 percent and papa john's up 20 percent. we yeah. can see where all the money's going that's right pizza pizza and popeyes popeyes is traded and on popeyes. the canadian exchange it's uh the it's owned by um 
Restaurant Brands International, mm-hmm. and they're trading at $74 on the Canadian exchange. 105 was the high, 36 the low. They're down 9% still year okay. to date. But the chicken sandwich was last year's real story, right? Right. All right. And one other, let's throw in a semiconductor name that reported earnings on Thursday, and that is Marvell Technology. MRVL is the symbol. Marvell hit a 52 week high of 32.96 on Friday, and the 52 week low, 16.45, currently trading around $32 with a current PE of only 13. 15 times earnings. Marvell stock, again, compared to the S&P, which is down 6%, Marvell stock up over 20% year to date. Why DC Teller? Because they have products in the networking sector, in the cloud, and most importantly, in 5G technology. Mm-hmm. MRVL beating estimates on Thursday night by about 30%. Let me finish the sector with two quick economic reports from last week. First, we have unemployment claims, still a massive unemployment now in the country, D.C. Taylor. We lost 2.1 million new claims last, last week, mm-hmm. 2.1 million. That, now we're over 40 million mm. unemployment claims. When you look at the population, the United States is only 328 million, but only 155 million are in the workforce. Yeah. 40 million unemployment. The only uh, the silver lining to this cloud over the last eight weeks, those numbers have actually come down a little bit. That 2.1 number is, is a little bit better than last week. And each of the last eight weeks has gotten a little better since we kind of bottomed out back in March. And the other report last week was the second read. You know how they can never get it right when they do the GDP. They have to do three different readings. Right. We're on read number two. The first was minus 4.8% in the first quarter. Uh, The second read came in a little bit worse at minus 5% growth in, I'm sorry, this is the first quarter number, minus 5% growth in the first quarter. And, um, You know, we're going to look at a second quarter, D.C., that's going to be historically, I don't know what what to call it, Uh, but we're looking at anywhere, I think, between 30 and 35% negative number for the second quarter mm. GDP number. To put that in perspective, the worst we've ever seen was coming out of World War II, minus 10%. If we come in at minus 35%, the market may get a little jittery with that number, DC. Right. But we'll see what the third and fourth quarter bring. We are supposed to start to see rebounding. Let's hope that comes through. I think it's going to take a little longer just by looking at the way we're opening up. But we'll hope for really strengthening numbers as we go out through after the second quarter. But brace yourselves right now. That second quarter GDP number Mm -hmm. is going to be tough. We're tough enough to weather the storm, don't you think, TC? I think so. And Nick, I got a blinking light over here. A blinking red light on my board. You know what that means, right? I think that means it's time for Mitchell's Mailbag. Is that right? Yes, it is time for Mitchell's Mailbag here on the Your Financial Future program. This is where we answer your questions here on the uh, the program, which you can email to us. We'd love to get your emails. Uh, you just send them to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. And Mitchell's on the phone. Hi, Mitchell. Hello, D.C. Taylor. Hello, Nick. How are we both doing today? We're great, Mitchell. Great to hear your voice, and uh, thanks for doing everything you do on the program and getting these questions ready for us. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. Saturday morning is always 
the best time of the week. Nice. Well, let's let's get right to the uh, best time of the week then, and uh, and go with question one. You ready? Go ahead. Yes. Question number one comes from Tim in Dunmore. Tim asks, "I am seventy-four years old and taking regular mandatory distributions from my IRA. I heard that they have waived mandatory distributions for this year. Is that true?" Tim, that is a terrific question. I guess a lot of people are asking that these days. Yes, that is actually true. Thanks for listening in Dunmore, by the way. And if you're age 70 and a half and you have a traditional IRA, you would normally have to start taking mandatory distributions. Why do they do that, D.C. Taylor? So they can collect the taxes on it when it's coming out? They love it, don't they? They want <laughs> to right. get those tax dollars while you're still here. Make sure you pay us on the way out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they want to take as much as they can. They want to start taxing that IRA money that's grown tax-free up until that point. But this year, because of the pandemic, and in the CARES Act, they have waived mandatory distributions. That doesn't mean you can't take your distributions. You can always take them, but it allows you, if you possibly can, to put off those distributions and thereby put off those taxes till down the road. We don't know when exactly. I'm sure they'll probably pick back up in 2021. But for 2020, you do not have to take your mandatory distributions, of course, always check with your accountant to see which method works out best for you. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, let's go right on to question number two in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. Alrighty. Question number two comes from James in Wilkesbury. James asks, what is your favorite area of the stock market right now? All right, James, thanks for listening in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Oh, I guess the best performing sectors have done uh, done us well over the last few months have been healthcare and technology. Uh, my favorite area has been over the last few years, you know, D.C. Taylor, the tech stocks mm -hmm. in that area. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot about the 5G, the coming of 5G technology. So I do like that. And specifically, I like the semiconductor area. That's just my personal preference. Of course, you need to stay diversified across the market because things come and go. Things come into favor and out of favor. That's why it's best to stay properly diversified. But my favorite area right now, the semiconductors, not only because those chips are the chips that will power 5G technology, but also DC Taylor, all of the automation and uh, artificial intelligence, it all starts with a semiconductor chip. I think that space is v looking very exciting. There's a lot of good names there. In fact, I think if we can, we may be able to sneak a couple of those names in before the end of the program. So stay tuned. Nice. All right. Well, let's get one more question here in uh, Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead, Mitchell. Already last, but certainly not least, question number three comes from Amanda in Hazleton. Amanda asks, with the recent stock market rally, don't you think the markets are now overvalued in relation to the economy? Very good question, Amanda. Thanks for listening. And I, I don't. We had Brian Westbury, chief economist, on last week. He's from First Trust Securities. He thinks the markets are undervalued. And I like his research. Brian has a very good track record over the last decade, all the way back to 2008. He's the only one that was calling for a recovery in the middle of the financial crisis. He was right then. Hopefully, we'll see, but hopefully he's right now and he thinks the markets are undervalued. It's really hard right now to put a valuation on the markets because we don't know 
how quickly we are going to reopen our economy and what the earnings picture for our S&P 500 corporations is going to look like for the rest of this year. So it's really hard to value the markets. We've had a V-shaped recovery in the market, not in the economy yet, but in the market. We still have a ways to go. Um, we'll see. I do not believe that we're undervalued. We'll see at the end of the year if, if markets are higher or lower. I'm going with higher, but that's my best opinion. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your questions answered on uh, the, your financial future program. It's uh, Mitchell's Mailbag, and you can send your questions in via email. Love to hear from you. The email address is nick at njcinvestments.com. And when you put in the subject subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag, we, uh, we forward those right on over to Mitchell so he can keep track of uh, everything that's coming in and give us a nice variety of questions every week. Appreciate you doing that, Mitchell. Well, I appreciate you two having me on the show each and every Saturday morning. Mitchell, thank you so much. Enjoy this great spring weekend. Hope you uh, have a great weekend with your family, with your friends, and we look forward to your questions next week. Thank you very much. Talk to you guys then. That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern from the University of Scranton with some great questions this week, D.C. Taylor. Absolutely. Does a great job. Yes. Let's take our last break right here. When we come back, we have some ideas in that that semiconductor area I was talking about, D.C. Taylor. Came across an article this week I'd like to share with you. I think you'll find it interesting. You're listening to Your Financial Future on 94.3 FM, The Talker. Stay with us back in one minute. Mr. Runway, it's Big Box Brokerage calling. The market's been falling. Maybe you should sell. Well, get me out. Get me out. Mr. Runway, the market's rebounding. It's going higher. Well, get me in. Hurry up. Get me back in. Mr. Runway, more bad news today. What? Get me out, for goodness sake. Get me out. Don't be Mr. Wrongway. Let us show you what we believe is the right way to invest. Trying to time the ups and downs of financial markets is nearly impossible. I'm Nick Colarossi, a certified retirement counselor and host of the program, Your Financial future heard on 94.3 FM The Talker every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. At NJC Investments, we believe a solid investment plan paired with a consistent dollar cost averaging program can help you reach your long-term goals like retirement and college planning. Call us today at 570-586-5030 or reach us directly through our website njcinvestments.com. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. Thanks for staying with us this morning. I hope you are enjoying your weekend. I hope you're enjoying our program this morning, DC, trying to put out the best information we have to get you ready for next week's investing week. I like it. All right. We have some semiconductor names. Before I get there, did you see the Dow Jones Industrial Average crossed over 25,000 again? 25. That's a good number, right? I had my Dow 25,000 hat. I I had to put it back in the closet. I brought it back out. That's not the first time, right? You got hats for every thousand or what? (laughs) That's it. So the Dow 25,000, we actually crossed over for the first time all the way back. uh, We closed on January 4th. 2018 is the first time we closed over Dow 25,000, but uh, this is the best number we've seen in the Dow since all the way back to March 6th. 
mm. when we had the uh, sell-off. So we are back above Dow 25,000. You get your 25,000 cap back on. Let's hope we can keep it on this time. And the next hat is Dow 30,000, not That's Dow right. 20,000. We'll see how that plays out, DC. All right. I want to finish up with a couple semiconductor names today. As we talked earlier in the program about um, the need for semiconductor chips, especially in 5G technology, in artificial intelligence, in the expanding cloud space. And I came across an article this past week from Zach's research one of the best research agencies my opinion on wall street zax.com is where this article came from you can check it out on your own from may 27th the author here is benjamin rains and benjamin rains writes three semiconductor stocks to buy for the coronavirus reopening rally let's hope benjamin is right dc he says the rally from the market's march 23rd low continues as Wall Street looks beyond the coronavirus lockdowns to eventual recovery, says the stock market comeback is well ahead of any actual economic resurgence. And we've talked about that as well. And he says the semiconductor industry has and looks poised to continue to help underpin the technological revolution. With this in mind, he screened for strong chip stocks that investors might want to consider buying for the coronavirus rally and beyond. Those are his words, not mine, D.C. Taylor. We cannot make recommendations on this program because we do not know your particular needs or risk tolerance on these. And these are more aggressive stocks. But if you have an interest in anything that we cover on these stocks or anything else we've covered on the program, reach out to us at NJC Investments. We'll get all the information out to you that you need to make a wise investment decision. You never buy anything you hear quickly on the radio, D.C. Taylor. Right, yeah, do, do your homework. Do, do your homework. homework is correct. But we've talked about the first pick on here earlier in the program. During the article, we covered the three stocks to buy after the COVID-19 crash. It was NVIDIA that we you heard us in the uh, prior segment, D.C., about the, the progress on NVIDIA this year. Yeah. NVIDIA, that GPU giant, they have the gaming boards that, that they've done well with for years and now a key player in artificial intelligence and uh, chips for cloud computing. So they like NVIDIA. says NVIDIA shares have surged 44% in 2020, and he likes it going further. Again, NVIDIA right now trading at approximately $345, 52-week high, 367, 52-week low, 142. Next up on the chip stocks to buy right now, according to Zach's Research's Benjamin Rains, is Applied Materials AMAT. Applied Materials is a leading semiconductor equipment firm that stands to benefit from the growth of big data, artificial intelligence, and other new technologies, according to Rains. AMAT is actually down 9% year-to-date, kind of different than our NVIDIA there in uh, yeah. D.C., but trading at about $56. The 52-week high is 69, and the 52-week low is 36 on AMAT. And they say peaking ahead to Applied Materials third quarter sales, they are projected to jump about 18%, and they expect revenue for the full year to be up 14%. That's saying something in 2020. And the third company here is Infi Corporation, D.C., not as well-known name. And we do not currently own this. We do own Applied Material and NVIDIA for certain of our clients. We do not at NJC Investments own any of this, but I'll do my due diligence here. 
Infi makes semiconductor components and optical subsystems for networking as well as cloud computing. Symbol is IPHI, trading at about $127. 52-week high, $127. The 52-week low, $41, up 66% year-to-date, D.C. Taylor. Oh, smashing the uh, S&P 500 on IPHI. No kidding. I guess I need to do some research here. Uh, yeah. All three of those companies are rated number two by Zacks Research, which is a buy rating according to Zacks. And with that, DC Tiller, I hear that familiar music coming up in the background. It looks like we're at the end of another program. Thanks so much for your help today. Hey, you're very welcome. My pleasure. And I want to remind everyone, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on today's program, give us a shout at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. Thanks so much for tuning in today on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.